everyone, this is Chad. And today on the Mission Daily, we have two or maybe three special announcements. The first one, the Mission Daily was selected by Apple as one of the best of 2018. So the Mission Daily was the one of the best podcasts as selected by Apple for 2018. Wow, that's so, so awesome. We could not have done it without you, the amazing listeners. You hear Ian in the background, you hear Steph. You don't hear Toasty because, oh, there he is. There you go. Good boy. That's a good pup. And that's the first announcement. Second announcement, one of our other podcasts, actually our first one, The Story, was also selected by Apple as the best of 2018. That is so exciting. Again, we couldn't do it without you, the listener. We're grateful for each and every one of you. And to celebrate this, it brings us to our third announcement. We are going to be playing all throughout the holiday season on the Mission Daily, the best episodes from the story. That's right. We've been through four incredible seasons of the story. And if you haven't heard it, you're in for a treat. For those of you who don't know, the story is a historical fiction podcast where we tell the unknown backstory of people who changed the world. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. And a big shout out to our amazing sponsor, Jamp. Thank you for making this happen. And as always, thank you, the listener, for enjoying it. This is the story of a man they called paranoid, but hey, maybe the paranoid ones are the only ones that survive. Today's story is called Paranoid and Loving It. Today's episode of the Mission Daily is brought to you by Jamf Now, the number one device management solution for all your company's Apple devices. To learn more about how Jamf Now can help you secure your Macs, iPads, or iPhones, Head to jamf.com slash mission daily to set up your first three devices for free. That's jamf.com slash mission daily or click on the link in the show notes. The voice bellowed in the dark. Who's there? Andy and his best friend dropped to the ground. Pain shot up his leg. When they dropped, his knee had hit a stone. He buried his face in the grass to stop from screaming. Andy was partially deaf but he could still hear the stern voice. It was coming closer. I said, who's there? The voice yelled again. Andy's heart pounded in his throat. They were so close to the Austrian border. What had gone wrong? Had they wandered back into Hungary? The two young men had fled Budapest at their family's insistence. They had taken a train as far west as they could. As they headed towards the station exit, the conductor motioned them to follow him. He led them to the dark side of the train and onto another platform. He whispered, There are soldiers at the main entrance, checking everyone. They'll find you. I'm going to take you a different way. They tiptoed in silence, following the conductor through the back doors and deserted corridors. They emerged onto a street, and they thanked the conductor, and Andy and his friends set off for Austria. As they went, they dodged Red Army patrols and walked over 20 miles through muddy fields and countrysides. As they lay in the grass, Andy ran the numbers through his head. If they were in Austria then they would be safe. But what if they had taken a wrong turn? What if the man was a Russian? What if it was a trap? What if they'd come this far only to get captured? Andy wanted to break down with frustration. The paranoia was unbearable. He was only 20 years old. So far, he had grown up in adversity. He'd watched the Nazis come to power, and now it was the Soviets. He had to escape. As he laid in the grass with his knee throbbing in pain, 
painful memories flooded back. Andy and his family were from Hungary. The early part of World War II had been fairly smooth for them. Well, smooth might be a relative term, but Hungary had sided with Germany at first. When Russia defeated Germany in Stalingrad, Hungary pulled out of the alliance. Germany retaliated. Soon, SS troops were marching into Hungary. They were filled with rage. Now the smooth start was over. Andy's family was plunged into chaos. One day, his father was arrested and taken to a concentration camp. His family had no idea where he was taken or if he would ever return. After the Germans invaded, almost overnight, there were new laws around the city. The restrictions only seemed to apply to Jews, like Andy's family. Andy's mother saw the writing on the wall. She acted fast and prepared the family to escape. The day before they fled, she sat down eight-year-old Andy and forced him to learn a new name. She said, if a German stops you and asks you to write your name or tell them, you must know the new name without hesitation. Now repeat it for me. Andy replied, Andres Malsevich. Now write it, his mother said, again. And again, forget your old name. There can be no mistakes if you ever get questioned. The family disappeared into the night on forged papers and made up aliases. Soon they were in a new village with new names, and they got to work concocting a story about how they were friends with the Christian family that they were staying with. Andy and his mother survived the war. Once it was safe, they returned home. Miraculously, Andy's father had also managed to survive. He returned from the camps and found Andy and his mother. It was a delight to see him, but he was shriveled by typhoid fever and pneumonia. But at least he was alive. Life returned to some level of normalcy for the family. Andy finished school and enrolled in college. But Hungary had changed forever. Now there was a Soviet-allied government running the show. Hungary was officially part of the Eastern Bloc of communist countries. Conditions grew worse. A rebellion formed in the country, led mostly by students. Soon, the rest of the country was on board and protesting in the streets. Twelve days after it started, ten divisions of Soviet tanks descended on Budapest. The revolution was over. In only six days, 2,500 Hungarians and 700 Soviet troops lost their lives. Now, 200,000 Hungarians were fleeing the country. Andy and his best friend were among them. Now the two of them were lying in the grass. Andy's knee throbbed in pain, and a voice was yelling at them. It was getting closer. All of those memories and the paranoia flooded through Andy's mind. Who's out there? The voice barked again. Whoever was speaking was getting much closer. The game theory of the situation was clear. The man was closing in on them. He knew they were there. And Andy's math, navigational, and cultural skills were correct. They were in Austria. They had gone the right way. And the voice had no Russian accent. Andy breathed a sigh of relief. Then he mustered the courage to speak. Hello, we're just traveling through. We're, we're trying to escape. Where are we? A lantern shone in the darkness. It approached the two travelers. I thought so. Relax, you're in Austria. Andy and his friends smiled in delight. The man let them stay at their house. They recovered, and soon they were back on the march. Just weeks after that close call, Andy made it onto a passenger ship headed for America. One week later, he was attending chemical engineering classes at City College of New York. On that first day of class, he only spoke about 100 words of English. As if that wasn't challenging enough, he had suffered about a scarlet fever as a child. The fever left him partially deaf, and that required him to wear a special kind of hearing aid. So imagine this. You're an immigrant. You don't speak the language. You're trying to learn 
but it's pretty hard. And on top of that, you have to wear a special hearing aid. Failure was a real possibility, and Andy was paranoid about it. If he failed in learning the new language, he would fail in his course. If he failed in his course, he would fail college. And failing college meant no more opportunities. America was the last place where he could succeed. He worked himself past the point of exhaustion, and then he worked some more. Soon, he would graduate at the top of his class. Andy applied to grad schools and got accepted to UC Berkeley. Andy earned a PhD in chemical engineering in just three years. He had turned all of his energy, all the paranoia, into a drive for success. Soon after that, he got a call from Fairchild Semiconductor. They were hiring every smart engineer they could find, and Andy took the job. While at Fairchild, he met a couple of guys who were starting their own company. It was called Integrated Electronics, and soon after they incorporated it, Andy took the leap. He joined them as employee number three. Later, he would look back on it and say, when I came to Integrated Electronics, I was scared to death. I left a very secure job where I knew what I was doing and started running R&D for a brand new venture in untried territory. It was terrifying. But he was used to terrifying situations. World War II, Soviet rule, the Hungarian uprising, escaping the Iron Curtain, attending a college where he didn't know the language. Andy analyzed every situation, then adapted his behavior to it and figured out how to make it work. This pattern was becoming second nature for him. But he didn't have instant success. The first year at Integrated Electronics, the tiny company earned only $2,672. Three years later, under Andy's direction, he led the company away from semiconductors and into designing and producing microprocessors. This was a revolutionary change, and revenues reflected it. In just a year, they jumped up to $9.5 million. From there, Andy would rise to become the company's CEO for 11 years. Under his leadership, he grew revenues to $20 billion. You might know Integrated Electronics by its nickname, Intel. And you might know Andy by his full American name, Andy Grove. Andy showed that adversity and paranoia can be used to our advantage. Years later, he would look back on his time in business and life and offer a treasure trove of wisdom and first principles for anyone looking to survive. One of his most powerful reflections is that if you run a business, you must recognize that no amount of formal planning can anticipate such changes. Does that mean you shouldn't plan? Not at all. You need to plan the way a fire department plans. It cannot anticipate where the next fire will be, so it has to shape an energetic and efficient team that is capable of responding to the unanticipated as well as to the ordinary event. Andy created a culture where his team would watch for and respond to any unordinary event. He would go on to teach that if competition is chasing you, and they always are, this is why only the paranoid survive, you only get out of the valley of death by outrunning the people who are after you. When they're after you, you can only outrun them if you commit yourself to a particular direction and then go as fast as you can. And remember, without exquisite focus, the resources and energy of the organization will be spread a mile wide and an inch deep. The greatest danger is in standing still. Andy Grove never stayed still. He outran the Nazis, the Soviets, and his competition by picking a direction to run and then running as fast as he could. Outsiders might look at his choices and call them paranoid, but only the paranoid survive. That's his story. What's yours gonna be?
Hey, this is Ian from The Mission. I talk to Fortune 500 CIOs and IT visionaries about how much effort and energy they put into securing their devices. But they have teams of hundreds of IT professionals, an advantage that the average business doesn't have. Until now. Jamf now makes it easy to set up, manage, and protect your company's Apple devices. As your business grows, so does your digital inventory, making it harder to manage everyone's Apple devices. This is especially true if you have remote employees, like we do at the Mission. With Jamf now, you can check your digital inventory, distribute Wi-Fi and email settings, deploy apps, protect company data, or even lock and wipe a device as needed from anywhere. And all of this with no IT experience needed. The Mission Daily listeners can start securing their businesses today by setting up their first three devices for free forever. Add more starting at just $2 a month per device. Create your free account today at jamf.com slash mission daily. That's J-A-M-F dot com slash mission daily. We love Jamf and you will too. Hey listeners, thanks for tuning into this episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. It helps spread the word and I would greatly appreciate it. See you next time.